it starts with this dedication of self-improvement and finding yourself a shark that you can just sucker fish yourself to. I found somebody that I could attach myself to that like I could go to and ask and actually truly want to learn how to get better. And a lot of that is the time spent in our truck um, where when I'm in my truck driving in between calls, I'm not listening to the radio. That's my biggest hurdle and my weakness is when I slip from that. I kind of stalemate a little. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you once again. And man, are we excited to bring Jamie Mellinger back for part two of his episode on electrical safety inspections. He is the $2.8 million man, all in inspection revenue. And we are excited to invite him back on the show to talk to us about the more practical side of what that sounds like in the home. But for right now, we're going to do a little bit of introduction ourselves. And for that, we turn to Mr. Brian Burton. For our quote, I never see failure as failure, but as the game I must play to win. The godfather of selling, Tom Hopkins. I see what you did there. Hit the applause button. Another another two-part episode with another two-part quote from the same guy. No, it was Brian Tracy last week. Dang it. Yeah. I did mention that I was going to use Tom Hopkins, though, so that's probably why you, you know, it's been a whole seven days. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are happy for that quote, and we are also happy to bring Jamie back on the show today. And happy that we had Mr. Tom Hopkins himself on the podcast talking about the quote-unquote fear words, words you should never say on a presentation. And it it was a ridiculous episode, uh, episode 43 from June 21st, 2021, if you want to go back and hear it. Uh, if you don't want to go back and hear it, do it anyway, because it's a really good episode. <laughs> I remember that one, Brian, and I remember just how absolutely scripted, in a good way, like just ingrained in his mind, every fear word and every replacement. And it was so off the top of his mind, off the tip of his tongue. Uh, do you, you remember how out. ingrained it was in me when he would start talking? I you would, you I were would mouthing mouth, the words. I would yes. mouth the word he was about to say before he said it, because I'd, I'd uh, listened to his tapes and been to his seminars and read his books and... I can't even tell you how many times, but they, the amount of money I made from that and the amount of people I've helped from that um, by passing that info along and passing, um, the, you know, the idea to read his books along. And, you know, like Jamie's one of the high producers here who, try, who you know, gives my mentorship a little credit for his success. But I would say, with Jamie and probably with everyone here who's really successful. I'm like, um, I'm like a, uh, third string punter. It just hangs out in the locker room for the Patriots. I don't ever actually play, but I get the rings. <laughs> it's like Jamie was going to be a superstar. 
anywhere he went if if they sold and if they taught any kind of sales training. And I would say the same about the majority, if not all, of our success stories here. I just happened to be part of it. Um, but they but they were gonna make it anywhere they went. It really has nothing to do with me except I just got lucky enough to be their coach. Well, coaching is something that is absolutely valuable and critical in the home services industry, as well as probably every industry. And we hope that this podcast is serving as a coach for you. And one of the things that we wanted to invite Jamie to do today was to literally, you know, bring you in as a fly on the wall, you might say, to some of the conversations and specifically the way that he has the conversations with a client. And so we're going to invite Jamie to do some role play. Brian's going to be the client. Jamie's going to do his thing as he always does. And uh, we're just going to kind of go through some scenarios here uh, of different types and Hopefully you bring a lot, or sorry, hopefully you, uh, you find a lot of content in what we're going to be discussing today. Jamie's the kind of, Jamie's charismatic and he's, um, he's very process driven, but he's a, he's not, he's got like electric energy. Like you want to be around him. He's very positive. He's a good dude, but he's not someone that you would have a conversation with and say, he is a superstar at the selling game. You would, you wouldn't. Um, Logan, on the other hand, is someone you would probably say that about upon meeting him. His energy is, is electric and he's just, um, I don't want to say in your face, but he's like very passionate and very upfront and honest and open. And that sells hard. Jamie's a little more reserved and, and laid back and someone that you wouldn't expect to be, you know, doing what he's doing. He's got to be among the best in the nation in history. I mean, $2.8 million in maintenance is on electrical calls. Not something that you're going to hear about very often. But what he is, is he's super process driven. And he's the, he's the kind of guy that has nearly every word he's going to say on every call memorized to a T. Almost to the point where you could take another person and drop him in Jamie's boots. And if he did that exact same process and presentation he would also be successful he's also tenacious he's not he's a master at at getting a no and and accepting it and thanking the person and telling them it makes sense and then figuring out a way to change the subject and come back a couple minutes later and ask again and that's something we train very heavily on here because that is what will separate the average from the way above average salespeople is not badgering someone, but to, I mean, the way I always put it, Matthew, my brother-in-law, who's one of our plumbers here and I, when he was a, he was a part runner, wife bought me a watch, watch stopped working. I'm not a big watch guy, so I didn't really care. Like, I don't want to wear that stuff, but we had to go to the, to the mall to get it fixed. Cause she was just like, go get the thing looked at cause it's under warranty. Matthew and I go walking into a mall close to here and we come in the like closest entrance to the road and it was a women's shoe department. And we go walking in and some young lady comes running up to us like, hey, can I help you guys? And what do we do? Uh, If I had to guess, Brian, I would say that you probably did the typical average male response, which is, no, I'm good here. Just looking. Yep. Both of our palms go up like, uh, as I said in training the other day, like we were Power Rangers, you know, shooting a laser at a very poorly uh, 
put together robotic monster or something. Like we give her the palm of her hand, we're like, hey, no, thanks. We're just looking. And she goes walking away and we feel all proud of ourselves, you know, like she ain't gonna sell us, bro. And then we we just look at each other and we're like, I'm like, bro, you know where you know where the watch department is? He's like, Yeah, no, I don't come to the mall. Like, <laughs> oh, me neither. Man, you know what we could use right now? Some directions. That lady that just came up to us and asked if we needed help. Bingo. But what but why did we say no so so hard and so fast? Because a lot of people are just conditioned to say no. I mean, I'm the same way. I walk Everybody. into a store. and Everybody's it's, it's conditioned no. too. So we're like bottled up and we're pinned up. And, and we're in this weird position, even though it's our home. We're still, we still have this slight feeling of powerlessness. Like the other person's in control, especially when it's a specialist. I mean, this person's coming into the home to talk about electrical or HVAC or plumbing. And you don't know anything about electrical or HVAC or plumbing. So despite the fact that it's your kitchen, you feel like you don't have control here. So you really want to, psychologically, you want to spit a no out for something. You want to take control back, which is why the Black Swan Group is so adamant about giving them the opportunity to say no in ways that does not hurt the presentation. Right. I, I love that piece of it where they, they change the phraseology of the question. So instead of like, Hey, Brian, is now a good time? It's, Brian, should I come back later? Right? The first one, you have to answer yes to if you want me to stay and no if you want me to go. Yeah, one the second of our... one, you have to answer no if you want me to stay and yes if but you But you're want not me to ending go. the presentation with it. Right. You're getting so that no out. You're getting that first no out. It's a very simple and, and low barrier of entry. So when I was training right after Matthew and I had that experience, I... I said to the guys, like, how conditioned was it that we actually needed what she had just offered us? But so fast we put the palms up and said, no, that's conditioning. Now, what if she had said, hey, guys, cool, I get it. You don't want me selling you women's shoes. I'm not trying to. Just tell me what you're looking for, and I'll save you some calories on looking for it. We would have been going, oh, yeah, can you take us to the watches? And she could have, you know, just walked between us and chatted us up and got to know us a little and find out what we do and what type of clothes we wear, what we do. And Oh, could you use a new belt? Hey, while we're over here and she's probably commissioned, I'm guessing, or gets a little piece of commission. Had she, had she not taken that first no, which we do in the home all the time. Well, the 15% of the people listening who actually ask their customers to buy something from them, instead of just offering it and hoping they beg you for it. The 15% of salespeople who ask for the order, 80% of them take the first no and leave, 80%. So if we could say, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. I'll get home a little earlier. And you just start packing your stuff up and start talking about their daughter and her choir practice that, that they were talking about earlier. And then you're getting ready to leave and you just say, you know, do the little timeout move. I don't mean to seem like aggressive or anything, but man, rarely do I come across a situation where what we have to offer fits the needs of a, of a family so well as right here. I, as a professional, this is what I do for a living. I know what this is going to do for you guys. You seem like you know what this is product or service is going to do for you. And, but yet we're missing each other somewhere. 
I, I just I want to throw it out there and give you guys the opportunity to take advantage of this. If you want, I can call the office, have the stuff dropped off. I'll have your water back on in two hours. Does that sound good? Uh, yeah, let's do it, Brian. But you know what I mean? Just that second time around, like understanding the first no might have just been conditioned and working your way around it and asking again. And Jamie is uh, Jamie has mastered asking for the fourth no before he leaves and does not get kicked out doing it. He's, he's truly a master of his craft. And that's why we wanted to bring him back for part two of this episode. And hopefully this part will be a little bit uh, more practical for you. And that's why we're going to put James Mellinger in your passenger seat. Our guest today is returning, Mr. James Mellinger. I read his intro last time, so I'll let you go back and listen to that one. But for right now, he is resident electrical expert for us in Mr. Sparky Electric, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And we are excited to bring him back on to talk about his conversations around the electrical safety inspection in the home. Welcome back to the show, Jamie. Thank you. So last time we had some really good discussion and we were so excited to have uh, you return for part two. And we're just going to pick up the conversation right where we left off. Okay. Uh, we focused a lot on kind of your development and, and the, uh, the opportunities of how you're introducing yourself into the home in part one. And now in part two, we're going to make it a little bit more practical and start diving into some of those role plays a little bit deeper. Does that sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. Make sure if you are just hearing this episode and you have not heard part one, flip back to part one. It would, it would uh, be very beneficial to hear Jamie's whole story and how we got where we're at now. So let's do a little role play here. Uh, Brian, you can be the client this time. And Jamie, let's let's get a little bit of a snapshot as to what that conversation sounds like for Brian, who was not expecting to spend any money today, to you telling him that he needs a new panel. Can we start at the beginning? Sure. Hey, thanks for coming, Jamie. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm just going to point you to the basement. I got to get back to work here. Uh, just to let you know, they just said there was a maintenance thing going on. You're going to check my stuff out. And uh, I'm not having anything done today. And this will cost me nothing, correct? Oh, yeah. This is all part of your plan. Um, there, there's no charge for today. Uh, awesome. You, you can see on my on the invoice here, um, $0. Good. Right? That's what it's going to be when you leave. Hey. Thanks for coming. I got to get back to work. So go ahead and do hey. your thing. Hey, real quick here, Brian. Um, <sighs> I, I did want to <laughs> No, I, I know you're busy. Do you have two minutes here sure, for me? Sure. All right. Let's go. All right, okay. Uh, I did want to thank you uh, for having me out here today. Uh, I've got a bunch of guys that are outside working today. You've got me in here. It, this is awesome. So I do appreciate oh, dude, it's, it. It's pretty humid out there. Yeah, dude, it's, it's nasty. So I, I appreciate you having me out here, Brian. It means a lot to me. Um, what we're going to do here, it, uh, what I'm reading is correct. Uh, we're here to do that, that maintenance for you. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. And is this the first time that we're here to do that or have we done it before? I don't think I've ever had an electrician to my house before. Okay, um, then I'll just walk you through real quick what, what we're going to go through here and do for you. Uh, I'm going to go through, tune your panel up. I know you're busy, um, so I'm going to rush through this a little bit here. I don't appreciate that. Yeah, I want to be careful of your time. So I'm going to go through your main breaker panel. I'm going to tune it up. Uh, view what I'm doing is like uh, an oil change in your car. It's not real hard, right, uh, if you know what you're doing, but it's really important to do, okay? Brian, there's, there's two main things at your panel that we're checking for for safety. One, we're checking to make sure there's no water damage. Water and electricity, 
Don't mix. They don't mix, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll make sure none of that's happening. Uh, and then two, uh, we're going to check and make sure that there's no signs of overheating or burning in your panel. Uh, what that looks like, Brian, is the internal of your panel is supposed to be uh, bright, shiny silver. Okay, It's made out of aluminum. If that has started to change colors, what's happening, like a yellow, a blue, a black, your panel's getting so hot that the metal is changing colors. Uh, it, it's not good. Um, so we'll How go, hot would it have to get to do that? Yeah, so aluminum does not anneal or change colors. Uh, I mean, we can dive into that if you'd like, um, but it doesn't change colors or, or anneal until we reach at least 570 degrees. Uh, Your panel really should never go over 140. If you Google it, we can Google it all here right now if you have time or want to see that, but uh, if you Google how hot a breaker should be, you're going to see it's going to run, you know, Probably first thing that'll show up is it'll run at 80, 90 degrees. Really, there's some breakers and panels. 140 is okay. Um, but aluminum doesn't anneal until we reach at least 570 degrees. So, Brian, it's not something I'd worry a whole lot about at this point. Typically, I don't run into this uh, on an electrical maintenance here. Most of the time when we run into water or burning, it is when we were called out because something has gone bad in the home. They smell some smoke. Yeah, or, you know, an outlet doesn't work, and we get out there and find that there's melted wiring or something like that going on, and we find that the breaker never tripped. It's typically because of one of those two reasons. So we're just going to make sure that's not there. We're going to make sure that the brakes of your home, which is your panel, the main safety system, is in good working order. We'll tune it up. You'll be squared away. Um, from there then, Brian, um, again, I, you still have another minute? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um, we're go I'm going to go through the home here for you. We're going to make sure switches, outlets, smoke detectors, things look good. I don't need to move furniture. If I get one or so in each area, it's going to give me a real good idea of, of what we've got going on. Um, is there anything, Brian, that you're having any concerns or issues with electrically? I do have one outlet that's a little loose now that you mentioned. I plug okay. my phone charger into it, and it kind of falls halfway out. Sometimes okay. it even makes a little spark when I plug it in. Okay. Definitely something that, that we'll go through, and I'll, I'll take a look at it for I usually you. just take a gum wrapper and shove it in there with the, uh, Ooh, with the plug. Ryan. So, yeah, it does hold it in there pretty okay. well. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll take a look. We'll, we'll see what's going on. All right. All okay. Right. Um, anything else? I think that's it. Okay. Sweet. That's going to make my job really easy today. Uh, this should take me about 45 minutes to an hour. Is that going to be okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. I'll be in the office there on a conference call with a dog that bites sitting next to me. So Awesome. I love dogs that bite. So let's go. Uh, Brian, you say you're going to be on a conference call. When is that from? Like what time uh, frame is that? For about an hour. Okay. Um, sounds good. So after that, you'd be free? About 15 minutes, I'll be free. Then okay. another conference call. Okay. Uh, busy man. Um, so what we'll do here then uh, is as I go through, if there is anything that I see that's of concern, is that something that you'd like me to let you know about? Sure. Okay. Um, it sounds like things are in good working order. We'll take a look at that outlet. I'll get a game plan for you. Brian, what I want to let you know at least is I've been doing this. Uh, we're going on 13 years at this point. I'm a fourth-generation tradesman. At this time, I've been in over 10,000 homes doing residential repair and service. So no matter what we run into here today, we're going to be able to get you taken care of. Does that sound all right? Sounds great. Okay, I'll go through, we'll do your tune-up, um, and then once I'm all done, kind of in between your meetings, I'll touch base. If there's anything you know major going on, we'll, we'll get you squared away. Perfect. Thanks, Jamie. All right. Any questions for me before I get started? I'm good. Okay, cool. Ooh. Hot, hot, hot. Man, so good. 
That's right. a, that's so a that's, tough one when they're pushed, where they're like trying to like. Sure. Yeah, and it's know, not get, it's not every call. It's actually kind of rare, but yeah, you will get that guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like if they are hardcore pushing, that like like Brian was, he worked with me. Like he had work to do, but like you know, he was at least letting me. He gave you a couple minutes. He gave me a couple minutes. You will get those guys that are like, dude, like no, like go do your thing, like, and they're like the assertive, like just just run. Um, there's no amount of like trying to hold that off. You're going to piss that guy off. Like it is not going to go well. So go do your thing. Um, and that's typically a scenario where if I don't have an opportunity or he's super busy to talk, that I am going to set a time for me to come back when he is available. Right. It's something I do quite a bit that if the people involved with making the decision, if there is something going on, if now is not a good time or they're not available, I am setting a time for me to come back. And whether that's at five o'clock at night, whether that's a, this last weekend I was out at a guy's house on Saturday morning um, because that was when he was available with his work schedule. Um, and so, you know, in those type of scenarios, you, if they are truly busy with work, we've got to find a time when, when they actually can, can put the focus towards what's going on. Sure. And you, you recently ran into that pretty much same scenario day before yesterday, right? Yeah. So I was, that was the return visit, but that was from a week ago. And we should, you really got to hammer that point home. You know, we even have people here who just can't grasp that concept. You have to, you have to take a time out. If you care at all about the fact that you potentially will find things that need to be brought to the, to the customer's attention. And I don't mean hazards. I mean, you know, you walk into their bedroom and you notice that they have a switch across the room and then, you know, a short Christmas tree extension cord that Mm -hmm. they plug their phone charger in to bring it over to their nightstand. That's a pain. Mm -hmm. Walking past that cord every morning is a pain point. But however, you know, they design their bedroom, it's so that their nightstand is eight feet away from the, from the uh, outlet. So, and there's something there that you can bring up to them where you can say, I can make your life easier. Yeah. At the most important time, probably, which is right before bed and how you set your day going forward first thing in the morning. Those elective upgrade things are so important when your job is to go in there and check a system. It's so important that you find them and you bring them to the client's attention. It's not that important that you, quote unquote, close it, that you have to get it done, but that you mention it to them and show them options for how you can make their life a little bit easier and let them decide whether they want to go with it or not. But the fact that you bring it to their attention, it means everything. And it builds all the value in them paying you a monthly fee to have a maintenance contract. That's what you're supposed to be there doing. Well, that's what we know we're supposed to be there doing. It's also getting them on the same wavelength that like, this is what we're here to do. And this is why they want to have this done. And so it's you getting that authorization from them up front. If there is anything that, you know, we find that would be of a concern or would be of a benefit to them that they want to know about it. Yeah. And and I'd even do that in the Chris Voss black Swan group method, which is to say, is there any issue if I bring it to you? And the answer would be no. It's going for no. Get the no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. No problem at all. Bring it to me. Yep. Um, but you have to make a conscious effort to, 
if if she's holding twin babies and making food for two other toddlers and you're not going to have a, a serious conversation right here right now yeah you might have to call a timeout and say when would be a good time for me to come back when you either have help or you know your spouse yep. is home or you know and maybe even in my wife's case the older kids are home to to take the toddlers and and give you a few free minutes because if I just jot down on a piece of paper or the iPad and an email or whatever cord across floor, we can put an outlet closer to the nightstand. It doesn't, it just doesn't have a whole lot of meaning to it. Right. There, Paint the picture for them. Yeah. There, there's no emotion with that. It's just a bullet point thing. Yeah. They deserve, they deserve the emotional connection that you're going to have to, you're going to have to make for them to, to tie into this recommendation you're making. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you take a timeout. Uh, what did you have? A lady's dad. lady had her dad meet you there. Uh, so the father was there along with her daughter, uh, who was four years old, just turning four uh, here in September. Um, and so the homeowner, she was available via the phone. But we had some pretty serious, you know, things going on. We had... Sorry, talk to Nate. Okay. But we had some pretty... We had some some pretty serious things going on. Um, we had some minor things going on uh, and some things that would definitely benefit her system. Uh, and so I was able to talk to her over the phone. She was at work, didn't have a whole lot of time. So I was able to at least briefly give her an idea of the situation of what was going on. Um, and what we did is we agreed that we didn't have time to thoroughly go through and explain the details, the the solutions in depth so that she had a good idea of what, you know, she needed done. Um, and so what we did is we found a time where she was available for me to sit down with both her and when her husband was available via phone. Their schedules just, they weren't matching, uh, so there was no way we were going to get them both there. He was involved with the decision, but very lightly. Um, and so we booked for when worked for her on a day that was almost a week later at 4.30. And so what this meant was I got done with my day and I sat around and waited until it, she was available. And through that, we ended up um, doing a water softening conditioning system, uh, a panel replacement, a couple, um, a couple uh, outlets in the home that had no grounding. Uh, so we were diving into that. We were fixing a light. Um, surge protection. Um, she chose to hold off on the heating and air conditioning system for right now, um, just because of budgets and daycare that she was spending. But um, having that time to actually sit down and, and go through everything with her. Sure. It, yeah. So let's let's uh, take the balance of that role play then. So you're bringing Brian back to the table here. Mm -hmm. uh, he's very busy, uh, but yep. he did agree to spend some time with you. Yep. And I'm assuming there's a couple red, yellow green items that you'd like to go over. Yeah. Um, and so the way that, that, that I would have that conversation, <laughs> uh, the way that I would have that conversation with, with somebody that's busy, I've got a 15 minute in between meetings, which really means 10 minutes, right? Like until you get situated, like it's not much time. Whether I finished up a little earlier than that or whatever, I would wait until I had that 10 minutes, let's call it 10 minutes with him. And I would say, hey, Brian, you know, as I was going through, uh, we got your maintenance all squared away. 
when we started off here today, um, you had that outlet that wasn't working. I took a look at that. Uh, but you also said that if there was anything else that I ran into that you wanted to know about it. Is that still the case? Sure. Okay. Um, I did run into quite a few things um, that, that are going to take some time to take a look at here. It sounds like, you know, with the meetings that you have, um, I'm not going to have time to walk you through everything. Um, I got about 12 minutes left if you think you yeah. can. It, Brian, I, I, I appreciate that, but there's honestly no way um, that I can do that in that amount of time. Um, the bullet points of like what we're running into here is there are some massive safety issues with your panel. We're getting some water into it. Okay. Um, like we said, initially water and electricity, they don't mix. Right. Um, and so, okay, Jamie, well, let, let me, let me interrupt the role play there for, for the, the haters out yep. there who say, Oh, of course the role play has water in the panel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> layup shot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Why don't you make it a little tougher? Every call Jamie runs. It's amazing. We just have a phenomenal amount of flooding around here. Yes. Got to love that sun dry rotting the wiring outside. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All the techs that are going to do 300,000 this year. Like, yeah, he just, because he gets water in every panel. I've got a spray bottle, guys. (laughs) Right? Like, we're just (laughs) rust colored. Um, Rust oleum. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So. We'll switch that up here. Brian, um, we had quite a few things um, that as we were going through, you had said that, you know, you wanted me to let you know if there was anything that mm-hmm. I felt would benefit you or your home. Is that still the case? Yep. Okay. There was quite a bit on this list here of things um, that are, are going to make your home way more efficient and nicer for you to, to live in here, things that are going to benefit you. Uh, remember how we talked at red, yellow, green, you know, kind of up front real quick there. Um what we're looking at here is I've got some green and yellow stuff. Okay. For me to go through this in detail to at least walk you through what, what we can do for you to fix that outlet that you've got going on kind of whole nine yards for you. It's going to take me about a half an hour to 45 minutes to be able to clearly walk you through everything. Hey, Brian, this is your secretary. Just want to let you know you're uh, nine o'clock canceled. So you're free. Get me somebody, anybody, <laughs> get me somebody while I'm waiting. Um, so, you know, if, if that's something that we're able to shell out that time now, I don't know if that meeting can be rescheduled uh, or anything like that. We can go through that now. Uh, if that No, no, they just texted me and said they need to move it up 10 minutes. Okay. Then, then <laughs> Brian, tell me what you th- think about this. But, like, typically in this scenario, what I find most of my clients um, do is that we have – there's some time in, in part of the day where they are available for that 45 minutes to an hour, whether that's – you know, later in the evening, whether that's a Saturday, you know, I can be really flexible with my schedule. Well, I'd love to have my wife here. She gets home at 6.30 p.m. Okay. every day. Okay. Um, if it's all right with you, I'll have to check with my calendar with my wife just to make sure there's not a day that, like, I'm screwing something up at the house, but we can either make something like that work. You'd be willing to come out at 6.30 p.m. on a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other option is I don't know if there's a Saturday that you're both home. Um, Do you work Saturdays? Typically not, but I mean, if that works for you, um, I'd be happy to come out in the afternoon or morning on a Saturday or Sunday if need be. Like, like I said, Brian, I can be pretty flexible. Um, I mean, what is typically a good time for you and your wife um, to be here? About six thirty. She usually okay. wants to relax a little, so probably six forty-five, six fifty okay. during the week, and then um, after afternoon okay. on Saturday. Okay. Um, so it's Thursday, so I could either do, like, we could do tomorrow 6.45 or, or we could do Saturday morning. 
Which one do you feel would be better for you? Uh, let me call her and find out. Okay. But cool. let me pause there and say, <clears throat> this is real for Jamie. He just did this the day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. And the lady whose dad was there. And this last Saturday, I was out at a guy's house. Because either the decision, both decision makers weren't there. Mm-hmm. Or they were so busy that they were not going to be able to give them their full undivided attention. Mm-hmm. You understand you have to take this so seriously to have that mindset where I'm coming back out in the evening or on the weekend. And every opportunity you run is the same opportunity that, that every tech in the industry runs every day. It's just people. It's just people who happen to own their home. And that's as good as a call gets. If you find things that they can upgrade or need to do for safety reasons or what have you, having their full undivided attention means everything. Mm -hmm. You won't get this shot at presenting the first time again. Don't waste it when you know the person you're speaking to is 20% of the decision and the person who's not there is 80%. Do not waste it. My time's too valuable. Like, you know, there is a point in my career where I was just presenting to everybody all the time because I needed the practice and there is, there is value there, but like my time is too valuable to be just throwing stuff on the wall, hoping some of it sticks. It is. You're a licensed electrician. Yeah. Your time is very valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, What I've found through doing this process and being willing to come out in the evenings, weekends, whatever is if somebody is actually serious about their home, if they are willing to, find that time that works for them, they're, they're serious about taking care of whatever's going on. If they're like, eh, no, like I'm not too concerned. Um, like they're not willing to do that when they actually have time. Weeds out the, Dude, it weeds the people out. who aren't real. Right. Well, and also has you go back to, you didn't build their desire, their, their want for it. They didn't want it enough. Didn't want it. Right. They didn't even want to know what you had to say enough. There's no commitment to buy at that point. Um, they're just, they just didn't even want to get the information. Uh, and so when they're willing, you know, that, and, and most of the time, like, this works out pretty well. That they're, If they're being honest with you that, like, now is not the time, or you can tell that now is not the time, if you have done your job right, they'll tell you when a good time is. It's just up to you to find what works for you and them. Um, and there's been times where, like, you know, I schedule something and I have to call a client back and be like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that we had a school meeting for my daughter uh, who's going to kindergarten here. Um, this night, can we move it to another night? At that, like, you're being real with the people. You're coming out to do them a favor. Like, there's that trust and rapport already built. Um, oh, yeah, Jamie, no problem. Dude, it's no issue. Yeah, and yeah. also that that is why it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and text Brianna and mm-hmm. ask her if, Thursday night works or whatever. So literally this Tuesday, yesterday, they're, sorry, today's Thursday. So it was Tuesday. Uh, I had booked that appointment for 4.30. And we had a, like daughters going into kindergarten. And there was a thing where both Brian and I were supposed to be there. I had not remembered that when I booked it with the client. And thankfully, I made it by five minutes uh, to that meeting. So I was not in trouble at home, but that was one where and I was like, so. it did and water softening and 
she will be getting an HVAC system. It just pushed budget a little bit right now. Even hooked up Mr. John Perez from the plumbing team. Yeah. Uh, side note on that, when I was there doing my maintenance, there was like green gunk stuff all over her copper piping. And I asked if she had a plumber that was maintaining her system. She said no. I offered to, to get one of our guys out, um, John Perez, a uh, top-notch plumber. Um, also happened that their last name was Perez as well, so I thought that that might go well. <laughs> Turns out they're from the same town. The first time he's <laughs> ever recommended John Perez. <laughs> no, John's top-notch. Um, but John went out, did a little repair. She wasn't available because when he was able to be there, she wasn't there. Um, he went over some options with her. And when I was back out Tuesday, she was waiting to see everything all together. So we, we got her all taken care of with both electrical and plumbing. All right, Jamie. Well, <clears throat> let's say that you actually do get the opportunity to sit back down with Brian. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the conclusion of that conversation. Okay. The, the final conclusion would be I went through all the different, I mean, unless you want me to go. No, we okay. don't have to. Yeah. Went through all the different options. I had drawn him up pricing. Brian, at this point, you know. Here, was, and here's the, here's the key. Here's what everyone really needs to pay attention to. The difference between someone who does a whole lot of recommending and someone who does a whole lot of selling mm-hmm. replacements is Jamie is going to ask me to buy. Mm-hmm. Jamie is going to ask me to become an owner of a new whatever it is that he thought I needed. And most people make a whole bunch of recommendations and pray that the customer asks them to buy it. Yeah. It's not usually going to happen. Mm-hmm. There is just as nervous and is awkward about this transaction as we are, but the onus is on us to take the first step in, in creating the order, which is to say, which one would you like to go with or something to that effect? Yeah. Um, so the big precursor, obviously, to this is I've gone through the, the different items. I've answered their questions about them. Okay. Now we're purely just looking at which package you know, and and breaking the pricing down and everything. So Brian, obviously we went through everything here. You know, we've got you optioned out as kind of like the top of the line, the middle, and kind of just getting you squared away with with some good stuff here. As far as these packages go, which one of these do you think would fit your budget and you and your family the best? Oh, so probably that middle one. Yeah, that's probably one of our more popular ones. Uh, You're going to love that. Uh, Brian, if that's something that, that we're good to go with here, We'll go through, uh, have you authorize this, and we'll get it scheduled and started right away for you. Does that sound good? Give him a no. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go through a couple no's, and, and we'll go through key number two. The first no does not put Jamie off. It doesn't even mean that much typically, which we can we can also explain. But yeah, um, you know, I think Jamie, I think we're going to have to think about it some more. I get that, Brian. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what exactly do you need to think about? Uh, it's a lot of money for us, and I think we okay. we need to decide if it's worthwhile to spend that money. I gotcha. Uh, so when when we're saying that it's a lot of money and worthwhile spending, is that as far as like just kind of writing a check and everything for it? Yeah, it's a big. You know, it's eight thousand dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, I Brian, you know, I found that kind of across the board with with most of my clients, myself including. I don't have that type of money to just throw at something like this, um, and most of the time, if the people do. They don't want to, right? That That's a big chunk of change out of your pocket. What I've found a lot of people do uh, is they take advantage of our payment plan. Uh, we've had some really great options. You're looking at putting your payments right around $100, $106 a month. Um, 
not sure. I mean, Brian, obviously you, you have to know your finances and everything here. Um, if that $106 is taking food out of the fridge, dude, wait on this. It, it's not worth it. Right. Um, if, if the 106 is not taking food out of your fridge, I have a lot of people that they go through and just take advantage of this. And then as things free up, you can pay it off whenever you'd like. So that's something that we'd like to go ahead and, and get taken care of for you. So there's no penalty if I pay it off early? No, none at all. So uh, I've even seen people, hey, we get this squared away through our payment plan. First payment's not due for 30 days. I have people shop it out in that time. And when the first payment comes, sometimes people just choose to pay it off. Or they went with another lending option, but there's no penalties. It, it shows you right here in the description. Um, there's no prepayment penalties. So, yeah. Um, and then we also have a, a 0% interest option, Brian. Um, if it's something that you can afford to just pay that eight grand, I don't, I don't know where you're at. Um, but this, this is going to break it down in 18 months, 0% for you. So we could pay it off in 18 payments and not pay any interest? Correct. So this is basically like using somebody else's money to get this squared away, taken care of here today for you. Um, and then it gives you time to, to figure out exactly what you want to do. Is that something that sounds like would be up your alley here? I do like that idea a little bit more. Okay. So it'd be a, a little bit higher monthly payment. Yeah, you're not looking at 106. Obviously, we take the total of whatever you want to do, um, and we divide that by 18. Okay, so with this middle package that you're looking at here, you're looking at about $440, give or take. We can get exact numbers here for you if you'd like. Um, if that's in your budget, it's a cool option. If not, truly most of my clients, they go with that that low monthly payment. It just puts them in a place where they feel a lot more comfortable, uh, which is about, like I said, 106, 107 area. Um, that's up to you, though, Brian. Is that something that you'd like to do? Yeah, let's go with that 18-month plan. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular package. So do you have any questions about that? Nope, no questions. It'll take us two minutes here. We'll get you squared away. Uh, tomorrow still work, you know, as far as getting something like this done for you? So how often are you not getting it on that first ask and then getting it on the finance ask? That specific one, not a whole lot um, because I've done a lot of accusations audits, you know, kind of working up to that. Like by the time that we're even seeing pricing, they want it. I mean, like they, they've either decided that they want it, they need it, whatever. And so when, when I draw up options, it shows the total and the payment amount. So they're already aware. So as soon as they see the total, they're seeing what they could pay monthly. Yep. And I'm highlighting the monthly. Okay. So like we've gone through, he's looked at the three options on my iPad. And as I went through, so the way that I go about presenting um, my options is I have the iPad facing me and I walk them through, okay, this is my Supreme safety package. This is the top of the line one. This is what you get. This is my next one down. This is what you get. And then this is kind of just like, Hey, let's get the, get the ball rolling a little bit. Let's at least bring you to a certain level of safety here. Um, so already in their mind, as I've described all of that, they have pictured which one they want. So it's no longer, now it's them having to, you know, their heart has decided which package they want in their mind. Now we're just bringing the, the mind along to justify how we're going to figure out the price. And so once I've gone through that and I turn the packages around to them, I do just a real quick, remember guys, this was the top of the line one. You know, this is what quickly it had. This was the middle. This was the bottom. 
Um, and so, you know, obviously you can see the pricing here. You're looking at 107 a month, um, you know, for, for this top one. Let's just say it's the top one. Uh, you're looking at, you know, 98 for the middle one, and you're looking at 85 for the lower one. Um, oh, this and, rides obviously on the fact that they could get approved for the financing. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we haven't gone through any of that process. And, you know, if they're like, ah, you know, I'm a little concerned about that. You know, obviously, then we that that's a whole that's different than them wanting to buy it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's a whole different thing. That's then for us to figure out. You know, we have some other lending options if they don't get approved the first. But ultimately, then that's on them to figure out the money. Um, you know, so I can make some suggestions of a co-signer of family member or things like that. Um, you know, but if it is most of the time, if it's something that they need. And they know they need it. They agree they need it. They're the, the finding out the money thing is all on them. Sure. You know, if they're not approved for the financing, I did my job. They want it. They were ready to roll. Yeah. I can't control people's credit. Right. But to that point earlier, about did they want it or not? Mm-hmm. You've gotten to the point where if they can come up with the money, they're going to. Yeah. It's just a matter of which one. Because at that point, like, I'm not presenting until I already know that, like, the people that are going to want to know about this are involved. And so like, if there's, you know, let's say I'm at the house with, with a wife and the husband is a big part of that decision. I'm not going through this whole presentation process. Right. You know, I'm sitting down with him. And so the objection of, of, Oh, I need to talk to so-and-so. Like I already know who that so-and-so is because of the questions that we've asked. Um, and so by the time that I'm actually sitting down and presenting options, the people that need to be there are there most of the time they already have a bracketed rough idea of a wide range of what pricing could be. So they're already slightly price conditioned. Um, it is truly having at, at that point that they see pricing, it's them picking which package they want. I mean, I think it's all incredibly evident as to how you're being so successful, Jamie, like, these aren't things that you're just pulling out of thin air. These are well-developed, practiced, rehearsed, conversations with objections training and everything built in and and Mm -hmm. like i mean how have you developed all those things in your life like what has been one of the hardest things you had to overcome in terms of getting to this point of veteran veteran electrical consultant sitting across from a client with all the all the things that you just did you know what was the hardest thing to get you there what did you have to overcome in your own beliefs uh i mean I don't know that it was as much my beliefs, but it was the the dedication and the commitment to getting better. Like where I struggled for a while and, and where I think a lot of people's weaknesses is they want all these things. They want to be good at it. They want to succeed. They just don't have the willpower and determination to do what it takes. And the biggest part in what it takes is spending time. It takes time. Like nothing that I'm doing is this magic little phrase or you know cheat code it there's it's you don't a, you don't hypnotize the client with repetition of synonyms no at least not that i'm aware of <laughs> um you know and so it, it it starts with this dedication of self-improvement and finding yourself a shark that you can just sucker fish yourself to uh and you know for me that was brian um you know he had paved a lot of this way and and as a mentor like when i ran into something it wasn't just a, eh, 
you know, they couldn't afford it. I was going to Brian. I was, I found somebody that I could attach myself to that, like, I could go to and ask and actually truly want to learn how to get better. And a lot of that is the time spent in our truck. I mean, you know, Brian's talked about my vehicle university since he has been involved with the Sparky side here and I'm sure for quite a while, um, where when I'm in my truck driving in between calls, I'm not listening to the radio. I am listening to some sort of sales training, motivational training, a book, and it doesn't have to be sales related, but like having my mindset in that of growth and improvement, um, that's my biggest hurdle and my weakness is when I slip from that, I kind of stalemate a little. It, it, it's that, that to me is the hurdle. Um, right. If it not, if it had not been, <clears throat> I mean, you were successful already, but if, when you got to this point, I'm about to mention episode 41 of the waste no day podcast. When, when that episode came out and that is finding the next rung of the ladder when you're already at the top. Mm-hmm. And that was Brent Buckley, who is a, HVAC maintenance tech who had done 5 million in revenue the year before and was looking to do 7 million that year actually did 9 million last year. Um, Jamie heard that was already ahead of the pack crushing everyone running electrical maintenances over a million a year. Mm -hmm. And he heard that episode and it changed, it changed the game for you. Well, not only did I hear that episode, but I mean, and not to toot your horn, too much, Brian, because I know what that does to your ego. Go ahead, bro. But, uh, <laughs> Nate, quiet down over there. Will yeah. You? Um, but like you were like, I was, I felt like I had made it. I was making more money than I had ever made before. Um, I had great client reviews. Like I was breaking my own records at this point uh, in our Sparky, you know, thing here. Um, and I just didn't have that, that vision. And, you know, with talking with you of seeing, you know, Brent, who, yes, he's in HVAC, but he's doing what I do just on the HVAC side. And he was seven times where I was at. It just, it opened up the gates at like, and really had me buckled down again of like, no, there is still so much to learn. Um, and so it's perspective, you know, changing that, that paradigm shift, right? Of, you know, hey, I'm there compared to, no, there's actually, there's a lot farther that I can go. But if you're, just all happy listening to sports radio or the news or music mm-hmm. from call to call and you're already making 150 grand a year why do i need to get better there's no there's no residential electricians running maintenance calls all day making 150 grand a year but the fact that you were listening to look i'm, I'm just going to shamelessly plug the podcast because it's awesome waste mm-hmm. no day the waste no day podcast yep. episode 41 um you were listening to that, and that's what you were filling your head with. And that is what I did between calls. You're filling your head with ways to get better, but also, and what this podcast is designed to do, is people who are who have already taken it to that next level. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pair of shoulders on a giant that you can go stand on. So you're like, man, Brent was doing $5 million a year, and he was angry that he couldn't do six, I think, and they ended up doing seven. So he had to go hit the drawing board and, and go, well, I can't sell any more boxes, as he put it. I can't sell any more systems because I don't have time to run any more calls in the year. So I have to get more efficient at the calls I'm running. So they started 
selling ductwork, and they, mm-hmm. he started adding all the IAQ packages to every estimate he gave. So everything was already in the estimate, which, from what he said, even helped him uh, battle like lowball estimate competition. Well, they were half the price or a third, a third of your price, and you're like, well, did it include this, that, this, that? Like, oh no, they didn't mention any of that. All right, well, that's what they do. This isn't that isn't what we do. Here's what we do. Yep. Um, but listening to that kind of thing instead of music had your mind tuned up mm-hmm. and ready to go. Um, but if you're not if you're not hearing that stuff, then it's just never going to happen. It's such a it's such a horrible. I don't want to say horrible. Making 150 grand as a maintenance tech and working averaging 40 hours a week, it's a pretty good life. Mm-hmm. But how much better is the life where you're just constantly striving to find one more step to climb and you're never satisfied and you're getting better and you're not satisfied with a 4.9 Google review average. You want five. Um, How much better of a life is that? Like never feeling like you've actually made it. And you know, people ask all the time, like how, how much is enough? What's enough? You're like, we weren't made to just fall back on our, on our backs and suck our thumbs. Like we're, we're supposed to be done with that when we're three months old. We're made to keep moving and growing and, you know, not say done until we're done. Yeah, there, there's there's a piece to that that, like, you know, you're you're either growing or you're shrinking. Like, there, there's not like this. There's never this just hold steady. Uh, and so, you know, you look at, the guy that's, you know, kind of killing it right now, making 150. Well, let's go back, what, 50 years ago? $50,000 was probably doing really freaking good. Well, 50 grand today doesn't go the same place as what it did in the 1950s. So 150 grand today, I mean, I'm 30 years old. Where's that going to be in 30 to 40 years? Like, right. The, the level, the quality of what I'm able to do with that, um, just because of inflation and the way the world goes. Like, if I'm not getting better, then, you know, the quality of life just goes down. It's gradual, so you might not see it right away, but, yeah. Well, Jamie, this has been just incredible information. I hope everybody listening has appreciated not only hearing the role play, which is really fascinating, but the strategy and the evolution of how you got to that place. And it has been a long time coming and we are wildly excited about your success. And we, we are wishing and hoping you to get to 5 million, 7 million, $10 million in electrical maintenance and beyond. Uh, I think there's so many opportunities there um, that we have untapped yet and uh, really exciting for you and the opportunities that, um, that are coming with it. And we're grateful to have you on our team and all the, not only just obviously the revenue, which is really exciting and the income that you generate from that for yourself personally and your family, but also all the, the, I mean, you did it, your first podcast was the transfer of enthusiasm mm-hmm. and that was towards the sales thing, but the, the transfer of enthusiasm that you bring towards this building, towards the people in it, towards the culture, towards all the things that we're trying to do here is fantastic. And we appreciate you being a part of that. Uh, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that is the culture that has been created here, and I'm glad to be a part of it. So as we kind of wrap things up here today, um, you know, there's, there's some people listening to the podcast that are probably just like, 
mouth open. Like, wow. I'm not sure how he, how he does that. How did he get mm-hmm. so good? Like how, you know, how did he come up with that? That's brilliant. Those types of things. Um, and there's probably some people that are still a bit more cautious, kind of like, eh, I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. it sounds good, but I'm, I'm not sure I could ever do that. Did you ever see yourself in this position? No. Yeah. No, like it, this has gone so much farther than what I had ever imagined. Like my where I thought and what I wanted out of life um, has obviously changed over the years as family's grown and things like that. But no, this is not where I thought I would be. So if you can, if you could rewind back and you could talk to the Jamie from 2000 and we'll just call it 2015 mm-hmm. and you, and you met Jamie from 2015, what would you say? Listen, man, I'm from the future. I, I know exactly what's going to happen here. And here's the fast forward button to how you can make it happen a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. What would be the things that you would tell yourself and ideally the people listening to this podcast are the key pieces to focus on to get yourself here? First and foremost, become a sucker fish. Find yourself someone that is doing and is where you want to be that's doing better and plant yourself next to them. Like you're not going to get there by yourself or by putting in effort like, you know, you can go through everything, but like having somebody that you can literally hold you accountable and reference to, um, that's doing better or is in a position where you want to be, go find them and become their sucker fish. Um, that, that that's going to do tenfold for you because they've already done it. Uh, second thing you've got to be plugging in and actually spending that time, um, improving yourself. Personally, guys, like, you know, I, I'm not to the level where I'm doing that when I'm at home on my personal time with kids in the car. But when I'm here on the clock at work, I have dedicated to that. That's my focus. Uh, so it's not like this absolute addiction where, you know, it's all I think about all the time I go home. It's all I talk about with my wife, my kids. Like, you know, you don't have to go to that level. Um, but understanding that, like, doing what I'm doing, like, we, we can help people get there understanding and being graceful to yourself that it is a process. Um, but it takes those constant, the, the power of consistency. If you guys haven't read that book, it's a great one uh, well, for the, well. for those listening. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but like it, dedicating yourself to like improving. And I chose to do that while I'm on the clock here. Um, and that will go light years. The guys that we have on our team right now that are seeing, massive amounts of success there are people that are putting in that that work and it's it's not rocket science um but the ones that are succeeding and and truly going like i'm specifically thinking of a couple guys that we have uh on the sparky team they're doing things that like they're breaking record like they're doing revenue that i was breaking records with two years ago Right. They're, they're good guys, but they're not, they're not rocket scientists. Sorry guys. Uh, if you think you are, uh, but like they're, they're just doing consistent hard work and it's paying off. Level up mentality mm-hmm. where, you know, the things that used to be amazing and incredible have just become average. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to look at and see and see like really good guys coming through. But like, not only are they good guys and good electricians, they are putting in serious effort at getting better at this. Yeah, we have a voluntary role play Friday, every Friday. Mm -hmm. 
And one, Adam in particular, is here every Friday. He's the top of my list of who I was thinking of, him and Zach. Um, but Adam above, like, he is dude, He is just hungry. Like, and he's commented, he's like this whole, like, he's a top-notch electrician. This whole thing of communicating with people and presenting options and stuff, it's a whole other career. And he doesn't want to settle for just being average. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really cool to see. Yeah, but average here. Well, <laughs> it's, it's pretty above the line. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's unfortunate that uh, you don't look like a rock star here, but if you're average here, you're a rock star. No, Adam could go anywhere and just be destroying people's records. But it, it comes down to his mindset and his dedication. He wasn't that when he started here. It, 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 and it, I'm excited to see where those guys go um, because they are dedicated. So that's what I would, that's the big thing. That's the separator of what I see, you know, is truly just willingness and being coachable, like wanting to learn. Our guest today has been one who is very willing to learn. Jamie Mellinger, it is a privilege to welcome you back on the show for the third time, and we hope it's not the last time at all. We, uh, we are just, again, so grateful to have you not only on the podcast, but on our team, and we want to see great things from you in the future, and we trust and believe that it absolutely will come to being. Uh, so thanks, Jamie, for joining us one more time and sharing us all the insight that you have today. And uh, we look forward to reconnecting in the near future yeah. about some of those additional goals. Cool. Anytime. Thanks, Thanks for having for coming, me, guys. buddy. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. So. All right, I'll see you in like five minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a wrap for this episode. We hope that you enjoyed part two, the conclusion with James Mellinger about electrical safety inspections. And we hope that you have gotten some really good content out of this episode. Those role plays are just amazing and how he just flows from word to word and sentence to sentence and concept to concept is truly something that has developed over years. And I really encourage you to go back and listen to how he says things and where he says things and, and how he goes about with the tonality and the words and everything that comes with it. There's so much to be learned there, and that's been really developed in him over many, many conversations. And so we hope that you have found a lot of great content here, and we hope that this podcast continues to do that week over week. As for now, that is a wrap for this episode. We want to leave you with our challenge to be seeking somebody better inside of you. There is a better version of you to be had, and you are the only one responsible for making that happen. Make sure that you are choosing to wake up every single morning and waste no day.